You're listening to the Healthcare Biz Brokers Podcast with Ralph Santos, where we'll aim to demystify and to educate on all things that are healthcare business opportunities. Each episode will bring insight to the healthcare business mergers and acquisitions market with an emphasis on your Main Street marketplace. So without any further ado, Let's get this started and welcome to the podcast. Healthcare Biz Brokers does not act in the capacity as a legal, tax, or investment advisor and recommends that each listener to this podcast consult their own attorney, business advisor, and tax advisor as to the legal, business, tax, and related matters concerning the information contained herein. Hello, today is truly, truly an exciting day. Today we introduce ourselves in our podcast to all our fellow clinicians, all our healthcare businessmen and women out there. And my name is Ralph Santos, and next to me is Mary Faustino, and we are healthcare biz brokers. Our goal is simple. Our goal with our podcast today or and then going into the future is to bring meaningful information to all of our listeners to allow them to grow their healthcare businesses. There is there's a Chinese proverb, Mary, that I that I heard one time and I, I love it. It says a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And today is that first step. So I'm truly, truly excited at, at bringing our vision to life. I would like to clarify that our podcast is going to take a lot of turns. I mean, some podcasts are going to be focused in uh, for our sellers with their sp- specific business models. Others are going to be for our buyers. Some may just deal with clinic, clinical or administrative operations. Some are going to be regulatory or compliance-related uh, uh, podcasts. Some of them are going to deal with vendors, and some are going to deal with professionals that we work hand-in-hand in our industry with uh, so that we, can, we, we with them can go ahead and share some, some information to, our, to our, all of our listeners that hopefully will, will benefit them and, and their businesses. So today, let's get this started. Today, I'm joined by, by Mary, Mary Faustino is our Mary. guest host. Yeah. <laughs> so hi, Mary. So let's, let's, let's just get this going. Mary, tell us a little bit about uh, Healthcare Biz Broker. Sorry. Right. Okay. So first of all, hi, and thank you for having me here today. Um, I feel very honored that I am getting to be a part of the start of what I feel like is a podcast that would actually bring a wealth of knowledge to many healthcare businesses. So on today's podcast, we will be focusing on healthcare biz brokers as a brokerage working in a health healthcare niche, um, the healthcare niche business community. So the goal of this podcast is to basically lay lay down the groundwork for what is to come in future episodes, as well as to allow our listeners to know more about us and our services. You know, um, I think mm-hmm. that our um, initial podcast is meant to let the world know that, hey, we're here, you know, hi, and that we have some exciting things to share with you. So uh, my role today is to basically ask you a few questions, okay, and then you will give us most of the <laughs> the juicy answers. I'll try that, to, uh, yeah. We're trying okay. to get from you. And having said that, mm-hmm. I think we should get the ball rolling and let's mm-hmm. start talking about healthcare biz brokers. All right, no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Got <For> you. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So number one, let me tell us, tell us, Mr. Ralph Santos, tell us about healthcare biz brokers. You know, like how did mm-hmm. it start? What, what made you open up a business like this? Wow, Mary. Um, so healthcare biz brokers, um, the brokerage came to me through a life search. I was looking for myself, actually. I spent about uh, 20 years working as an occupational therapist in different settings, right? And so um, 
ironically, one day I was in a parking lot and I was talking to a good friend, uh, Luz, who now works with us, by the way. And I, I just, I, I don't know how or what happened, but we started talking about businesses and business opportunities and specifically healthcare. And I started my ranting and started explaining to her different things. And she stopped me and she goes, hey, Ralph. I go, what's up, Luz? Do you realize that when you talk about businesses that you, you light up? I go, really? And it, it, it never really hit me, right? Um, and at that point, it was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. And that's, that's when, that's when uh, healthcare biz brokers started, I would say. I, I, I had a vision, and my vision is still there. My vision is to have uh, a brokerage uh, service that, that caters to the healthcare market niche. And I want to I be able to give a level of service that will give our clients, God, Mary, a good sense of uh, a peace of mind and, 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 and letting the, our clients know that we're competent, that we know what we're doing, and that we, we can walk them through every part of the step. That, yeah, well, sorry, sorry to cut you. Go ahead. No, 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 don't go. I'm good. So, so that was um, basically what people need right now. But my question is, how did it feel like at the beginning? Wow. Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. <laughs> yeah, um, at the beginning, I remember starting, I was, I, was, I was afraid, right? You're nervous, a brand new venture, um, a brand new career, new, a new profession. And I remember uh, sitting at my desk, and I was just praying for anyone to call me. I was like, please, I don't care if you're a telemarketer, somebody call me, right? <laughs> and so, uh, but no, I wasn't getting any calls. Uh, I wasn't, no one was responding to my emails or to my texts or anything. Um, I created some flyers and I went, uh, started knocking on doors, business doors. I would go see um, uh, anyone who would let me in the door. I would walk in and say hi and tell them what I do. Um, but again, it took a while. And, and I, at that point, I was working for a different brokerage. Uh, and there was a, a, a broker, Scott Green. And, and, and Scott Green, for those of you who know him, he's an amazing man. I just love that man. And he, he used to give us classes. And I remember in one of his classes, he said to us, he said, work hard, do things every day the same, and keep moving, keep, keep growing your garden, keep planting your seeds. He says, and one day, the miracle will come. So I honestly, the, the miracle took a few months. Let me tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I, you know, I had a crop the next hard. day. It yeah, it was scary. And, um, and just like Scott said, mm -hmm. that day came. That miracle came. And all of a sudden, my phone started ringing. And thank God, it hasn't stopped since that day. Uh, so it was, it's, been, it's been a wonderful um, journey. And um, I just thank God for giving me the opportunity and for putting Scott in my, in my life uh, so that, well, we're able to grow and, and cultivate and still grow mm -hmm. healthcare biz brokers. That, that is life-changing, most probably. At, at yeah, it, it really was. It, it has been overall. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm very grateful to where I am today. Oh, my God. Okay, so if, if for example, I, for example, I'm a beginner. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me say, like, Hi, good afternoon, Mr. Rob Santos. I would like to be an apprentice or I would like to know something mm -hmm. about healthcare business. If Would there be something, like, like an advice or something that you would mm -hmm. make me realize, you know, would it, would it be the same thing as what Scott told you or would it be something else or would it be more than that? Well, what, what Scott told, told me was more, you work hard at it. 
And that's like that's in anything in life, not not just just brokering. Uh, so yeah, if you work hard at, what, at whatever you want to do in life, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that it's going to come. It's going to come to fruition. Um, one thing that I would recommend to to anyone thinking about doing what we do is finding a good mentor, uh, finding someone who's willing to share with you the the knowledge. Um, there. There's not a, a, I would say, one or two or three books out there that I would say, read these and you'll know everything there is. Where's their learning? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I, I read a lot. Knowledge is power. That's one of my, one of my, my core beliefs. But I do, I do think that a lot of brokers out there um, are not as eager to share with you, especially niche, niche stuff, because, well, you become their competition later on, whatever that is. But, but finding a good mentor is always, is always, is always yeah, important. Um, and then also think about your own background. So healthcare might be good for, for you um, uh, as an RN to be, but it may not be good for someone who has no clinical background. So it just varies from person to person. Perfect. Okay. So give me a little description of what exactly do healthcare biz brokers do? Hmm. You know what? Let me talk specifically about us, about healthcare biz mm-hmm. brokers, right? So one of our things is, so we have a we have, we have a, a core that's rooted in us, or that I like, I like to try to root within us, which is basically how we treat and interact with our clients. I believe in building relationships and being honest. I believe in gaining that trust from a client. I would say earning it, right? Because no one's going to just say, hey, here, Ralph, I'm going to give you on a plate my trust, right? No, no. And so, especially when they don't know us, right? So that's one thing that we cultivate in our, in our, in our brokerage is, okay, let me show you through my actions that I'm trustworthy and, le- and, and let me work with you. Let me work for you more than anything else, right? Once we have that trust, uh, then we can take the transaction to, 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 to different levels because uh, at that point, our client... Or a customer is going to say, okay, you know, Ralph or, or Mary or whoever's working with us through healthcare business brokers, they understand the process. And that, that, that gives us a lot of um, an opportunity to do a lot of good things for our clients. Okay, so who, who you said clients, who do we cater to exactly? Okay, so our, our, our clients would, they, they, they would, God, obviously it's going to be our healthcare business community, right? So that is our niche. Are there any specifics? There are. This, you know what? I would. I would, I'll, I'll. I'll name a few for for our listening audience. But I. I can tell you. The more I learn this whole Plato thing, the more I realize what I don't know. You know. So there's a lot of them out there. A lot of different variations of different healthcare uh, businesses. Um, whether they be um, businesses that cater to a specific market, or they are they are reimbursed by a specific payer source, or they're regulated by a specific um, regulatory body. There's a lot of them out there. So some of the ones that we deal with uh, would be our, our hospice agencies, our home health, skilled and non-skilled home health agencies, our uh, adult day health cares, our congregate living health facilities, or CLIFs that we, we work with, uh, dentists. Uh, dental offices we work with, uh, durable medical equipment companies, um, uh, medical offices, non-emergency medical transportation companies, uh, skilled nursing facilities, pharmacies, physical therapy clinics, residential care facilities for the el- facilities for the elderly, mm-hmm. our CFEs, yeah, our boarding cares, uh, rehab facilities, 
staffing registries, surgical centers, you name it. There's so many out there. We are geared towards this market. You actually gave us a few. That, that's quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but with all the business models that you've given us, what, what do we offer to them other than the brokerage side of getting the business? Is there anything else that we can offer them? Oh, yes, yes. So we, the way we differentiate ourselves from, from I would say, other, other brokers or in general, the way we work is that we, we're previewed. We have the opportunity of providing um, education. So we can we know most of the business models and we understand them, and so we can we we give that education and guidance that a lot of a lot of uh, our our buyers need. I mean, how many even sellers? How many sellers do we get, Mary, who call us and say, "Hey, Ralph, um, I've, I I want to sell my business," and they and they, yeah, lot. But then then they'll say to me, "I'm going to be honest, Ralph, I've never sold a business. Mm-hmm. How do you do it?" You know, and I'm like. You know what? And at, when I first started doing what I, I do now, I thought, okay, what value do I bring or do we bring? And the more I learned, the more I realized, oh, no, we bring a lot of value. So one, one good example would be if you try to sell your house mm-hmm. and you try to sell it on your own, you can do it. It's, it's often called an FBSO, for sale by owner, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you can do it. Um, but when it comes to doing your different like i'm going to talk about real estate right now uh, your residential purchase agreement all your advisories and all your inspections and all your appraisal all that stuff you're you're you unless you're really into the health, the real estate world you'll you won't know mm-hmm. well the same thing applies to us in the in the healthcare brokering world we through experience and so forth we have a lot of knowledge that we we can alleviate alleviate our our our, our clients from so whether it be vetting buyers, whether it do whether it be valuations for them, whether it be walking them through the um, the purchase process or the sale process, I believe that's one huge uh, um, component or part that we offer our clients. Mm-hmm. So, in your experience, what is the most common reason why people actually sell? You know what, we get a lot of calls. Um, and I'll just I'll, 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 I'll just throw out a few reasons uh, for for our calls, um, and I know there's probably a lot more. Um, one of our most common ones would be retiring. So we get a lot of a lot of um, business owners who have been in business for 20 years, and now this time they're like, "Hey, Ralph, it's time to to retire. I want to go fishing, and I I want to get um, you know leave my business to either my employees or I want to sell it in the open market, whatever that be." Um, it could be for health reasons, and unfortunately, we get those calls, and they're not the fun calls at all. So you'll you'll get health reasons. Um, you may get someone who says, "Hey, Ralph, you know what? I'm just tired of this. I'm going to go to a different. I want to open up another business or buy another business, but it's going to be in a different in a different path or a different industry or whatever. So it could be a new business venture. It could be that." That seller is just having a hard time financially. Uh, they can't find referral sources, or they got into trouble with their billing or whatever, so decline in revenue. Uh, it could be that they're in business with a lot of partners, and one of the partners is not cooperating with the other one or what have you. So partnership disagreement. Uh, it could, unfortunately, sad, but it could be a divorce. Uh, that, that's causing or prompting the sale. Uh, and uh, another one, what, uh, what is that? A relocation. Someone's moving out of the state. Uh, maybe they, they found um, that they want to live in New York or somewhere. Um, or it could be, um, maybe this kind of 
dovetails another one I just said, but maybe they have a loss in market share. Something happened. Uh, a bigger competitor came into that same market um, referral uh, sources they had or what have you. Uh, or, um, or you know what we have had, we had one particular seller and he got offered, um, uh, a really amazing job through a big hospital chain here in LA. And he said, you know what, Ralph, it's just too good to pass up. I have to sell my, 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 my wow. business. Yeah. So that, that's, those are some of the, some of the, the reasons. So it really differs, huh? Depends on it's the all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, so other than healthcare business, um, just healthcare business brokers, our business, do we deal with other kind of businesses, like being, for example, commercial or residential real estate? Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know what we do? Um, we 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 have a, a DBA we work under. It's called Simple Realty Solutions, mm -hmm. and it's it's almost you know what, Mary? It's almost impossible to function as a brokerage without having that knowledge base to work in the real estate market in the real estate world. So there are occasions where there is going to be a piece of property whether commercial or residential, um, a.k.a. the facilities, mm -hmm. that, that we, we are going to be part of the transaction. So um, one, one example would be an RCFE. So an RCFE, you have, the, you have two parts to it. We have to do the valuation on the business for the, let's say, let, I'm going to use a six-bed as our example, and we have to do the valuation through what's called the comparative market analysis on the house. And so we'll be doing two different transactions, two different escrows at the same time for that transaction to occur for that buyer or that seller. And our business can help them with that. Oh, most definitely. And that's, that's where uh, Lusa Costa is very, very key as far as how we work together. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you um, a, one really good example. Uh, we recently had a client who was admitted to an RCFE. Mm -hmm. And um, she has a, a piece of pro she had a piece of property, so we had to work with her, her family, uh, in in selling that piece of property, uh, and so that was really delicate, right? Because now you have a client who's going to a lower level of care. She's going to a board and care, not independent living, the way she was, and so you know we just have to be a little. It's you have to be more sensitive when it comes to to what we do, because you know we're dealing with changes in life. That's true. So. Do we call you? Do we call Luce? Who do we call? Can, can we just dial your number and? Yeah, yeah just call us. Call call out because uh, we're we're all one. Okay. So our team is cohesive. You know, uh, once you reach out to me, I'll, I can figure out, or to you, Mary, or to even to, we'll figure out as a team. So one thing that's kind of really kind of unique to us is, uh, and now you know we're going to go into the the, the 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 changes in the landscape. But one thing we're doing now is, let's say we'll do a, a Zoom meeting. Uh, we may have to bring all our team on to the Zoom meeting with you to figure out how what will be the best strategy for you. How we can better serve you. Exactly. Yes. What makes the most sense for your particular situation? Because it's not a one one size fits all. By all means, we need to figure out what makes the most sense, both financially, emotionally, you know, spiritually in some cases, to figure out what what we're gonna do. All right. So our listeners out there, you heard it. Just call us, and we'll get to you. All right, next question, sir. Tell me, okay, this is, this is more about a little bit of background about the people in the office. Mm -hmm. Let's start. Mr. Ralph Santos, <laughs> okay. tell me about yourself. Ooh, all right. Uh -huh. um, let's see here. Uh, a little bit about me. Um, so I, 
I, I, I enrolled in the military. So I, I, at the age of 17, I actually enrolled. Uh, and right after I graduated from high school, I found myself in a place called Fort Jackson, South Carolina in the summer. So those of you who know South Carolina, you know the summer is humid and hot. And I had never experienced that. So I was, I was there for, for my, my basic training. Uh, and um, you know what? I, I just have to say I, I thank God every day for giving me that opportunity to have been in the military. It's actually made me the, the person I am today. It's given me the discipline I have. And it's, it's, it's just one of those things that I just can't talk um, just highly enough, more, more highly enough. So after I completed my, my, my tour of duty, uh, when I was active duty, I started going to college. I, I remember starting my, my first semester, and I remember um, that I was a little bit older, not by much, but a little bit older than some of my other, other students. Um, but I realized, because of my military training, that I had to work harder, mm -hmm. right? And so I honestly, Mary, I, I'll be honest with you, and it's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm TMI here, <laughs> but I would say uh, I, I'm a self-proclaimed nerd, you know, so I... I, I not self <laughs> Oh, not self-proclaimed. I guess I am one. I put away my whatever. So I, the I. Whole team will sign off. Oh, but they will. Okay. So I, I, I used to live in the library, right? Uh, I would study. I would study day and night. In fact, uh, ironically, I made learning my occupation, uh, and it paid off. I mean, I graduated from the uh, the USC occupational therapy program. Uh, I graduated with uh, cum laude honors, uh, and then I started working. I started working, I went to work um, at different settings after graduating from, from college, and you know what, I decided to go back to school. So I worked during the day as an OT, and at night, I, Talk about okay, <laughs> I, went to, I went to school, I got my MBA, so I, I, went, I went to uh, Cal State Dominguez over in Carson. It took me, oof, I would say close to four years, I would say, but only because I was going at night. Uh -huh. So I, I went to Cal State Dominguez, um, and again, I found myself in books, but this time I found myself in a different world. Uh, this time I found myself in, in the business world, and you know what? I got to be honest, I really loved it as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was able to get my MBA, mm -hmm. so I got my, my and uh, then, I op then my, my, my wife and I opened up a therapy staffing company in Glendale, mm -hmm. um, and we... We, the name of the company is Center for Physical Therapy, and we catered to home health and hospice, um, the hospice market. I believe we also had some uh, workers' comp contracts, one from Florida, and some private pay clients that we got as well at, at some of the local RCFEs. And um, with, with Deanna, my wife was a physical therapist, we started our business from, from our home, and it, it just grew. It just became something that we just didn't expect. So at that point, we just had a lot of therapists. We had a lot of contracts in place and Center for Physical Therapy. It actually continues to stay, albeit at a, at a much more humble uh, scale than, than it was when we started. Um, yeah. And then thereafter, uh, I opened up or we opened up a, a skilled home health agency um, in, in Pasadena. It's, it's called Neighborhood Home Health Care. Uh, and this, things happen for a reason, but this, this company created the path for me to learn the language of Medicare, right? So our agency, well, our agency was amazing. I mean, I truly cherish all of those. How long did you have it for? Oh, for about ten years. Wow. Yeah, and, and we, was we, it a headache? No, you know what? It really wasn't. Um, it, it just if you love if you love your business, mm -hmm. 
you're going to be there. You're going to be there and you're going to treat it like your child and you're going to take care of, of your child and raise your child. And, and I, I, that, was, that was me. So, I, I mean, I, I was a little bit, um, I worked 24-7 like I do now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I, I knew all, my, all our patients knew me. They knew my cell number. I had, I, all my, my staff knew me. Uh, we, had, you know, we, we had a great camaraderie. It was amazing. By the way, uh, a big shout out to my, my DPCS, Gina and Celeste. And we had so many amazing nurses. I, I will always hold them. They'll, they'll always have a, 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 a big part in my heart because they were just so great. And, and then our office team. I mean, I'll I, I just be honest. My, our office team was um they are amazing people whether it's stephanie or or crystal or christine or or julia and many other people that came um uh, through our office uh, leslie a bunch of people that were just they're just they were just such a, a big blessing for us so well and then in a sense mary i'm going to come right back i'm going to come back full circle with you now um so what i've been able to do is take my my clinical experience as an occupational therapist my business education from my MBA, mm-hmm. and then my experiences as, as a healthcare business owner and bring it all together to do what we do now in healthcare biz brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm able to take all those, as a business owner, and I'm sure a lot of business owners can attest, we make mistakes. And when, as we make mistakes, we fall. Unfortunately. We do. But the key is, to get right back up, having learned something so you don't make that same fall again. And that was, that's something that I pride myself in doing. So when I talk to my clients, I humbly will tell them, okay, I made this mistake and we'll go through it so that they hopefully won't make it on their end. And um, it's been, it's been a, a true blessing, again, coming right back around to be able to bring that experience and that knowledge back to to our clients. Okay, well, that sounds really good. And it's actually refreshing to know that you started up this podcast to help educate like a lot of um, healthcare business owners out there. And like I've had experiences where it's kind of like a hidden role in healthcare business. I don't know. You tell me. Um, it's like a role that you're not allowed. There's not really not allowed, but a lot of people don't like sharing knowledge. They don't like sharing information to especially new new people who come in, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to yeah. start learning how to do this. They, they don't like to teach. They just don't. So yeah. for some reason, there's, there's that untold rule, like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell. So this is actually a very good platform. Yeah. You know what, Mary? Um, God, I would say uh, when it comes to sharing, the sharing of knowledge, um, sometimes, I, at least what I've seen is either people don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. or if they do, they're too busy to share it. Or if they do, they may be unwilling to share it. Why? Because you become a competitor or you may do the same best practices they do or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and part of the reason we're doing this podcast is to start bringing a certain level of knowledge uh, sharing of knowledge, really, so that we can start bringing our different, our different healthcare uh, companies or businesses together. And I would, I would be very happy if through one of our podcasts we get one listener, only one, who says, "Oh my God, that is such a good idea! I'm going to implement that with my company." 
because that that makes a big difference because sometimes we don't know sometimes we just don't know it could be something very simple it could be putting uh, buying a badge that says you know something specific or it could be that you you implement a new software system or something that just brings some kind of life to your business and 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 hopefully it'll it'll increase your bottom line that's true well let's look moving on another question would be um tell me about your team okay okay so you know what yeah do you, have, you kind of have a process to choose one how did you pick us one by one oh so you know i don't know if i have a process i i would say it's a combination of well i, I would say it's an evolution it's the way our team has, it just, it just has come together super nicely. Okay. Um, there's a saying, Mary. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Um, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in my life, I think, and I kind of, we've kind of talked about this, but all this preparation in my life, I think it's kind of, you know, brought me back. I think God has given me the opportunity um, to, 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 to create healthcare biz brokers and then thereby have the luck of having our team, mm-hmm. our special team come, come, come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know what, before we, we go too further with the team, there's one th- thing that just came to my mind I kind of want to share with, with our listeners, and that would be the, the idea of a business culture. And I, and I bring this up because when we're doing valuations and we're looking at businesses, I do take into, effect, into account the, the business culture. So what is a business culture? It's, it's, it's something that's embedded within the office, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually comes from the top. So it's going to be your, your owners who are going to be, they're going to be planting those seeds for that business culture. Uh, so I'm going to speak to ours, okay, uh, to our business culture. So I believe that our business culture is going to be a combination of things such as respect, honesty, um, the way that we, that tra- treating other people the way you want to be treated right um empathy a lot of laughter and no judgment so i believe that you know i think a lot of that comes together to to create what what a business culture is all about and so not not, i'm going to come back sorry for that for digressing but let's just talk a little bit about our our business um so so having said that all this um mm -hmm. what about your your, with going back to your team um Mm -hmm. Do you mind telling me a little bit more about them? Okay. So on our team, um, let's start with Luz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Luz Acosta. So, uh, I feel like there's butterflies. <laughs> you know what? We're very close. She's now a dear friend. Uh, Luz is probably one of the most genuine and hardworking people that I know. Uh, she's a realtor, and she honestly, and, and I just got to plug her because she's amazing. If you're looking for a good realtor, and you're looking for someone who's going to work for you 24-7, and this is Luz, mm-hmm. will fight for you through the transaction. Who She'll sit there and she'll patiently mm-hmm. um, explain to you every single form that you're signing one by one, uh, who will who will walk you through every phase of the, of the transaction. You know what? Luz is the one. She's, she's that special. I would also add, she's very soft-spoken. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very kind. Very kind. Yes. Very nice lady. Mm-hmm. I, I, run, don't, I don't see her getting no, no, she doesn't. No. And ironically, you said the word lady, so lady will be my next. <laughs> you segmented for me. Thank you. So we, we have lady. Uh, lady came to our 
to our team through a, through a, an, another friend of ours, Maria Digna. Uh, when Lady came to the team, honestly, she came from a whole different industry. She had no idea what we did, what we do for for as an industry is in healthcare and business, none of this stuff. So for her, learning the lingo was a whole new a whole new thing. The one thing that. Oh, yes, she has. But she had a couple of things. She had at least two things that made her unique. And I think this kind of dovetails an earlier question you asked me when we first started the podcast. But she had heart and she's very intelligent. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. So she she now has has become she's learned to fly over the last it took her a few months, I would say maybe six months to finally feel comfortable. And now, well, now she, she kind of, she's the driving force behind our operations, right? She's the one that most people are first contacted by. Uh, and she's the one that makes, she, 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 she ensures that the transactions flow nice and smooth. I like how she's very open to learning new things. She is. And she's always asking. She and, always asks questions. And those of you who, who may, may not know us, I would like to say that we work very long hours. Uh, don't be surprised if you guys call us at 8 p.m. at night on a Friday night <laughs> and all of us are still working. And, some, and we do have some, some listeners who are our past clients who can attest to this, right? And so Lady will be the type that she'll say, Ralph, she'll be like, Mr. Ralph. I go, yes, Lady. Let's do, can you teach me one more thing? And I'm going, okay, Lady. And it's, it's, it's 9 o'clock at night on a Friday, but we're still going through it. So, yes, she, she's, she's very eager to learn and to help. I like her. Yeah, and then can I? I'm gonna segue because we have one more a person in, on our team, and her name is Mary. <gasps> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so Mary, my co-host for today, Mary came to us. Um, I would say by root of fate. Now, huh? uh, she's truly a blessing for us. Um, so you you were working at a home health agency when I got to meet you, uh, and I remember you were helping with the uh, change of ownership application mm-hmm. at that point. And you came to me and you're like, I need this and I need that and I'm going to do this and where do I find that? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but one thing I loved is that, that you had all the right questions. And so I was able to help you with, with the seller and we got everything together. You were able to get all your information together uh, and I was very impressed. And I remember telling you, I said, listen, I'm, I'm not here to steal you from, from, from the, the buyers, but if you're ever looking for another job, Please make sure I'm the first person you call. So time passed, that transaction finished, you know, and uh, you know what? Well, one day the phone rang and you called. And so that was the, you know, the beginning. And, and, and so just to give you the listeners a little background on Mary. Mary, um, she, she is an RN. She's going to be taking her licensing exam soon, I hope, once they open up once the... Everything again, right? Uh, and she she's going to school to for for theology as well, right? And I would consider her, or I would I would say she's one of our consultants. So she, if you need some some help with most anything, whether it would almost anything, whether it be the chow or the chol, or or talking about different parts of the organization, hospice or home health or what have you, she knows her knowledge base is it goes it goes very deep. It's amazing. So I think our team. And our clients are extremely, extremely lucky to have you, Mary. So thank, thank you for being part of our team. Most of the time, I would always answer, I, I, I pay him to <laughs> No, she doesn't have to no, pay me no, for that. But, That's... but in all honesty, um, it's, it's, it's my luck. 
oh. to be brought to the team. Oh, thank you. Okay, before we pray. Okay. Before I start, <laughs> I have another okay. question. Yes. Tell me, other than us, other than us in, in your core team, mm-hmm. are there any other people you have that, you know, like, like some kind of an extended team? Do you ever work yes. with people like that? You know what? I'm going to refer to them as my extended family. Okay, uh, my extended family would be my our power team. So those those people that that have all this wonderful knowledge that we don't have, mm-hmm. all these licenses that we do don't have. So they could we have we now we have in in our extended family people that we trust, mm-hmm. uh, and these professionals or vendors could be lawyers, could healthcare lawyers. We have healthcare oriented accountants. We have. Um, uh, consultants, Medicare consultants. We have uh, lenders that work with us. If you're looking at at, at, at working with a, a line of credit or selling your property, what have or buying another property, uh, we have uh, wonderful escrow um, officers we work with. On the vendor side, we have um, wonderful billing companies that we've aligned ourselves with. And what what that does, Mary, is through our extended family, we're able to. To as we talk to our clients, we inadvertently become their consultants. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, you know what, Ralph, I had an issue with my taxes and this is happening. And I'm like, you know what, call so and so today. Tell them that I told um, that I gave you his number or she her number, and then mm-hmm. call them because they're going to be the ones that'll take you. Or, or uh, we had one caller, uh, one of our clients, sorry, who called us last week, and he actually called me a year ago. Uh, and you know, his story was super sad. I'm not going to go into the details, but I immediately said, you know what? You got to call this consultant mm-hmm. Call her Now, this is what I'm going to recommend on my end, but I think she's going to be the one that's going to be able to help you. And then he calls me last week, Ralph, the advice you gave me worked. We're, we're fine now. And now I'm looking at selling. So building those relationships again is, is crucial. And so that, that's, that, that was, that would be part of that. If I could say that, we have our core team, and then we have our, our extended family team as well. I've actually met a few, and they're all pretty nice. They're very nice, nice people. Yeah, and you know what? That, the, the big thing for us is, is whoever we recommend, we understand that they, they, our clients are going to hold us accountable. Right. So we're not just going to recommend anyone. Right. And we just have to tell our clients, you know what? We trust these, these people. people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always go with someone else, maybe someone that they know or someone that's least ex- less expensive or whatever. But all we can say is we trust them with this function mm-hmm. uh, and please run with them. If not, obviously, there's no pressure to use our clients or to use our extended family. They can. It's their choice. They're, they're, they're completely their choice. Yeah. Perfect. OK, so how do you like the business so far? I love the business, Mary. Um, so, God, working in, this, in, the, in the niche brokering world is super unique. Um, I feel that it requires, you know, a, a level of understanding, right? Uh, uh, one of my, one of my, there's um, another podcast uh, put on by the IBBA, the International Business Brokers Association, and um, there was one podcast that I heard and I loved it, uh, where they talked about a person who owned a restaurant, and he would, he would know his bottom line based on the number of tomato can. Uh, cans that he bought you know it was so you you people start brokers start to learn their industry very very well in our case i feel that we're continually learning and i feel that we have a good grasp on our on our industry now i'm not going to count 
tomato cans, right? But I will say that in healthcare, just like in restaurants or any of the other industries, uh, there's a lot of moving parts out there uh, and lots of variations on, on, on just one business model. Uh, and so for, for us, I think that we bring to the table the fact that we understand the variations of, of, the, of, the, of the models uh, and that, 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 that's, that gives us a, a, an advantage um, that, that works towards and for our clients. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me, um, during all this, I know it's kind of crazy outside. Currently, COVID has mm-hmm. you know, taken advantage. COVID has taken charge of everything so yeah. far. So how, how has COVID changed or affect maybe the market of healthcare business, if any? Okay. Well, um, so ironically, Mary, you, you bring up this topic and um, I don't know, uh, this um, Peter, Peter Siegel, he's the CEO of Bisbon. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks ago, he contacted us and he said, Ralph, same question, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were, um, we were asked uh, if we would post some, uh, an article on his, on, his, on this topic, and we have. So if, it, if you go to bizben.com, and, and I believe you look at the different blogs, we have an, an article on one of his blogs about this. But um, my answer about COVID, COVID-19, what's, you know what, sadly enough, it's changed, it's changed, it's changed, it's changed our world, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's changed the way we uh, conduct our brokering. Um, and so we've had to find new new methods new media new ways of 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 generating or or uh, or working through a transaction um and and some of these i have to say i've been very positive for example so i i love to meet people so those of you who know me understand that i am that guy who handshakes i'm that guy who hugs i'm that guy who's you know just that that's just me i i love to meet people um, unfortunately, with, with, with what's going on now, it's, well, the handshaking and all that stuff is gone, for at least for, for now. Hopefully, one day it'll come back, but for now, it's gone. So Zoom. Zoom has become our, our, new, our new friend for a lot of, a lot of industries, right? right? Uh, so if you would have told me with Zoom, and I know, I know maybe I was living under a rock for a little bit when it came to, to, to Zoom, <laughs> but if you would have told me that, that I could have, you know, I was going to put together a team uh, where I had um, a buyer in Utah, a lawyer in New York, um, a, buy- a seller here in California. Um, I have a consultant from uh, Florida, and then I have our team of our team there, uh, four the four of us, all on one call, mm-hmm. trying to dissect and figure out what's going to make this transaction work. Mm-hmm. I would have said, you know what where was I? I mean, it's just been amazing. I mean, we have, we're, we're living on Zoom now and it's been a very good experience. The key to Zoom, I believe, is being able to communicate honestly and effectively, like in anything else. And so that's been, that's been one of the positives for us uh, that I've seen with COVID. How, how did the clients, you know, handle just doing Zoom? Like, I mean... Oh my goodness. Um, they, most of them, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them love it. Why? Because it's very, it, they appreciate the fact that they can still go forward with the transaction. They appreciate the fact that we respect their space, that we're not, you know, interchanging whatever is out there, whether they have it or we have it, whatever. So that, that's been, been amazing. Um, and I think, you know, we do 
have clients. I think I kind of alluded to it when you were asking me about motivation. We have clients who you know maybe on chemotherapy right now, and so their immune systems may not be as high or strong. So you know, for them, it's you know a blessing that you know let's use Zoom to have that that social distancing. Um, so it's been it's been a very positive reaction on our clients' um, behalf. That's good. Well, to, just to summarize, so meaning COVID technically did nothing different except for the Zoom meeting. You know what? I I, I would have to tell you that COVID has not changed uh-huh. the frequency in uh-huh. which we do our our business transactions. Um, if anything, whether it be Zoom, whether it be DocuSign or emails or uh, texting or conference calls or what have you. Um, business has not, has been as usual, if if not more than usual, uh, over the recent uh, few months. Okay, that sounds good. Then keep going. All right. So tell me, what are the worst? Maybe if you have any worst or best <laughs> sale experience. Okay, Mary. Do you have any? I have. Well, I'm gonna stay with the positive. Okay. Yes, I want to stay positive. <laughs> you know, the glasses is half full. Um, I am going to share with you a story about, I'm not going to use his name, although I'm sure he would, he would love for me to use his name, but um, he came to, to us um, looking to buy a home health agency. He came to us, I would classify him more as our investor buyer, right? And he said, Ralph, uh, can you find me something? And so we went to go look at various agencies together. The one that I least thought he was going to be interested was the one he actually purchased. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So... With him, we had to go through a lot of education. So I put him together with different consultants. Um, I spent a lot of time with him just kind of going over home health. And it happened to be around like the first quarter and CASA had their, their manager's uh, seminar. They hold once a year. And so I said, I said to him, you know what? Well, I would recommend that you go. And I told him, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be taking the hospice track because I, I, I want to know I want to update my own knowledge, right? Because I want to make sure that when I talk to my hospice clients, I know what I'm talking about. I said, but they're having a home health track. Can you please go? And he kind of muddled around and he, he did go. He did go. So long story short, the third day after it was, was done, um, I, I came out of my hospice uh, track. He came out of his home health track and he saw me in the hallway and he came up to me and gave me the biggest hug. And I'm like, I'm like, what happened? He goes, you know what, Ralph? I can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. These three days have been amazing. I, I, and and, and I, I can see now what I got into, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for recommending this and all you do. And, and it was really, it was just one of those, he just, it was just an amazing feeling. So I was so super happy. And, and he has a very um, successful and flourishing uh, home health agency to this day now. As far as negatives, you know, I think I'm going to stay away. If anything, I would like to give maybe, maybe um, without going to specific, I would maybe to my, my buyers some advice. I would say when you're buying, whether you're working with a, a knowledgeable broker, a, a, a very good Medicare consultant, or someone who has a lot of experience in the field, your due diligence is very important. Uh, so make sure, and, and, and in, our, in our agency, we classify our due diligence in different phases. Uh, and today, I'm not going to get into that today, but there's a lot of details you have to go through. 
uh, whether it's bringing in a biller to check the Medicare working screen or file, or whether it's um, maybe a QA nurse to kind of look and see those those charts before you you know buy this agency, or whether it's you know let's look through all the licenses that that that, that you have as anything is expired. Uh, when is your next survey? Um, what were your last survey results? Uh, let's talk about you know your staff. I mean, there's a lot of a lot to do before you finally say you know what, let's close escrow. Uh, so I would tell my, 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 my buyers to, you know, when you're doing your due diligence, mm-hmm. you know what, you have to be diligent. <laughs> yeah, I just want to let them know, focus on that uh, without getting into a sad story or a negative story. Well, how about longest and shortest sale? Do you have any experience, like which ones are? Okay, so before I answer that one, let me just kind of, let me let you know, Mary, that we get that asked by a lot of our sellers, right? So they always ask, well, how fast can you sell my agency or my facility or my clinic? And I, I always have, I always tell them, you know, honestly, I want to give, um, it's going to depend. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on a lot of different things. It's going to depend um, how soon can we get you to market? It's going to depend on um, uh, how, what the valuation comes in at, um, you, you know. Do you do the valuation? We do. We do. So we, and what we can, let me just touch a little bit on valuation without getting too deep on this podcast, but valuation, we have different ways of valuing. There's different models. Um, Just like a house, you can do a market valuation. So the market just happens to have geographically, geographically speaking, different, different um, values based on the the location, based on the type of business healthcare business okay having said that it's going to fluctuate based on a lot of variables but that's that's one way of looking at uh, one of these uh, entities the other one is going to be looking at the evaluation through the financials right Mm -hmm. through the book value so we will be we're very vital when it comes to that so we work directly with our clients our clients their accountants their bookkeepers to figure out you know how how much are they making um what operational changes can they make in preparation for the sale so we can figure out, okay, based on what we're seeing, we believe your business is worth this much. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, is there any reason why like, the seller wants this, this kind of database? I mean, like, for example, I'm sorry. Um, Oh, I, I think I know where you're going. We talked yeah. about that earlier, so let me let me let me come back. And yes. I, I said, so um, the story I was telling you earlier, uh, we had a, so we've had clients, and this is not. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my disclaimer. This doesn't happen all the time, right? No. Well, so we've had clients that they'll call us. They'll be like, Ralph, we want to sell, and so we get together with them. Um, I take a bunch of notes. I ask key questions. I figure out what's going on with them, and then. I'll just jump on our database because we have a really rich database. I'll go onto the database. I'll be like, who was looking for home this health. type? The home health, okay? Yeah. And, I'll, and then I'll start making calls. I'll be like, hey, you know what? We, got, we have a new listing. Uh, would you be interested? And uh, we've had more than one, a few actually, where through our database, mm-hmm. uh, it, the company sold within hours. Mm. You know, it was just that fast. Um, does that happen all the time? No, 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 no. You know, we always, I always tell my clients, hey, you know what? Let's, let's talk about the book. The book, the, 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 the book, the, I'm, just, I'm just using the word, the, book, the word book generically, but if I go to my book and I say, how long is my business going to stay in on the market? I always tell my clients, shoot for nine to 12 months for it to be on the market. Does it oh. ever be like longer or shorter? 
It definitely, yeah. We've had a couple. Um, and the reason that we've had those, uh, honestly, either one of two things. The seller has asked us to have a price that was not in line mm-hmm. with our valuation. And then we do get sellers, Mary, who, for one reason or another, they are not ready to sell. They feel like they want to sell. Like a baby. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to go with their baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So they feel like they want to sell, and we do all this work for them, and we find a buyer, and we bring a buyer to them, and then an offer is made, and then they come to us and say, Ralph, you know what? We don't want to sell, and it, you know, with with our with our with our brokerage, we're okay with that. Uh, and now we've, we we have enough experience that we we have that talk with our clients. Uh, and if we feel like they're not ready to let go of their babies, then it's okay with us. But you know, we just have to make sure we have that that talk. Right, just to understand where where we're at right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are there any common mistakes your buyers and your sellers normally do? You know, like. More yeah, like a quote, common mistakes. You know, I don't know if there's so many common. I I, I would say for let, let me let me let me tackle buyers first. Mm-hmm. So, okay, if I'm a buyer looking at a, a, a healthcare business, mm-hmm. the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to do my homework. So I'm going to read up on that on that business mm-hmm. model. I'm going to figure out what are the payer sources, what are the regulatory agencies that I have to kind of think about. Do I need to have a license? Mm-hmm. To own that type of, of, of business, uh, do I have the the uh, the resources in place? Okay, before I even contact uh, a broker or or a seller for for that business. Um, the second thing I want to tell my, my myself as a, as a, as a, as a buyer is, yes, I'm going to look at the bottom line, but I need to be open minded enough to see what's called the goodwill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes goodwill is very elusive. You don't even know it's there. Goodwill can be that they have a wonderful discharge planner who will only work with them because they have a wonderful relationship based on their services. Uh, it could be a number of things. So being able to see beyond what we call the bottom line. For, for my sellers, if I, can, if I can share anything with my sellers, the, the biggest thing I would share with them would be for them to, to know what is in their profit loss? What is in their balance sheet? I mean, what I, what I mean, know, I mean, know the categories and what's in them. You know, there's a saying that, that I have as well, I'm full of sayings. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know where you're going. If you don't know your finances, if you don't know what your financials look like, how are you going to explain them to me, let alone a buyer looking at your business? So you need to be able to be fluent and financials and understanding where you are. And I'll tell you, we had one seller mm-hmm. in particular who comes to mind. When we went through her financials, she could not believe all the holes that they, she had. She was like, oh my God, Ralph, I've been spending all this money here. I didn't know that. So sometimes I would tell my, my sellers or your operators, look at your financials because you might see something that you can plug up, patch up, and you can, and, and, and that may be a reason not to sell your business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so familiar. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, actually, the next question is not more for you, but more for the uh-huh. staff. Oh, okay. More for the core, um, Lou's um, lady and I. Um, the question was, how does it feel working with the Ralph Santos? 
The Ralph Sands, yes, okay. Yes, it has to be the. Okay. This is going to be a whole new set of um, podcasts. I'm just kidding. Okay, so to begin with, I think I could speak in behalf of all my colleagues. Um, when we say Ralph Santos, uh, we, we actually have a, we actually have talks. Talks you don't know about. Okay. Okay, now you do. <laughs> now I do, okay. yes. So we have talks every now and then, like especially when you forget to put us on the line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're like on a three-way or four-way, and then he forgets to put us in or plug us in. So anyway, we get talks together. Um, when we say Ralph Santos, we, we actually use it as a trademark, honestly. Okay. okay, this is not meant for you to have a big head or anything, okay? But this is all in, in, in pure honesty and pure heart of the staff. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, we use your name as a trademark in ways like, for example, we try contacting a client. We talk to a client. We, we tell them, like, hey, you know what? My name is Mary. I come from Healthcare Biz Brokers. I work with Ralph Santos. When they hear Ralph Santos, they're like, oh, okay, let me talk to you. Mm-hmm. There, so so <laughs> we we kind of use it like as an entry, at some in some ways, and, and in okay. some in sometimes it's it's actually funny and it's 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 really cool. When when I talk to someone I barely know, I just got on the phone with them and I say hi, my name is Mary, I work for Ralph Santos, and she goes like, "Are you talking about Ralph Santos?" And I was like, <laughs> Are we talking about the same Ralph Santos? So now there's already that connection. Okay, there's that communication. So his name, well, I'm just on the name. Um, his clients give him a bunch of names. Oh, this okay. For the record. I think I'm about to mute this uh, one. No. <laughs> okay, so he has a lot, he's been called a lot of names, um, from the most casual to the most unexpected names you could ever hear. Um, so usually casually, people would call him love. Recently, <laughs> he was called Hun, and we tease him a lot about it. And he, I think he gets red, and he, he just gets smitten, you know, <laughs> in some parts of it. Um, sometimes there was a time that he was called a specialist, which we all agree on. He's a specialist on this field. So anybody who calls him that, we're just like, well, that's true. It's kind of true, you know. But then there was this one couple that called him, was it a couple? I think it was a Yes, a the, the, the older couple. The yes. older couple, mm-hmm. yeah. There was this couple, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's this couple that called him God. He was I'm like not by far. The God of healthcare. No. So, so like I said, you know, some people call him different names, but we in the office, we call him boss. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is, there is that hidden meaning to boss, but I'm not going to share it. But there's a hidden meaning to boss why we call each other boss. He calls us boss as well. But to be very honest, um, there's half of that meaning. Maybe half of it is, okay, the joke part, but the other half is the serious part. More than a boss to us, he, he is a mentor. He, he shows us, don't cry, or maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I won't, okay. Anyway, so he is a mentor to us. He, as a person, he is very hardworking non-stop like uh, everybody can tell you we have to tell him lady would have to say okay dinner time <laughs> we have to she go does. to dinner she does she, she does we nine o'clock he would say okay i think it's time for us to shut down i'm like are you sure and then all of a sudden a few minutes later we all receive an email we all receive a text message he's not shutting down he just keeps going on and like an energizer battery you know just keeps going he's very charismatic that's one thing. Very charismatic. Anybody who gets to meet him will feel at ease with him. Not because he's he's 
is just that type of person. He's very honest. He's he's very lovable. He's he's smart, no doubt. He's very smart, but he never brags. Very humble. Very very humble man. And then I remember the first time. No, not really the first time, but a few few weeks when we when we started. I started working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he took me out and he said, "You know what? If there's anything that I tell you that offends you, you remember this." I remember that. Yeah. If anything that offends you, you tell me right away, and then we fix it and then we move forward, mm-hmm. which is very true. And today, till today, have we? <laughs> have we ever offended each other? If I have, not that I know. Okay. Well, and then okay. So as a boss. He's very supporting. See, that's just him as a person. But as a boss, he's very supportive. It's going to take a while. Give me like two more minutes. He's very supportive. He teaches us everything about the industry. Um, I've, I've had experiences. I'm sure Lady has and Luz has too. We've had experiences where we had to find our own way. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now has, has been through such thing where they had to find their way of how to do things, how to, how to, how to deal with intake and staffing. How do I... How do I even run Hospice MD? How do I even open the computer? How do I turn it mm-hmm. on? I'm sorry. How do I turn it on? So how stuff like that. And he, what he does, he makes our life easy. Okay. So normally in my past life, I would start doing my own forms. I would start, you know, trying to make my own process, doing my own process. He comes to us and says, here's a piece of paper that says everything you need to do step by step. So it, he makes life way easy for us. He acts not just like a, like a boss, but like a member of the team. That's how he is. Very kind heart. He never fails to say thank you. He always asks, can you please do this? He never says, do this. He always says, can you please? Very, hands down, one of the best person in the world. He focuses on our strengths instead of our weaknesses. That, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of boss he is. He creates the healthy relationship with us, and we're actually very proud to be in his team. All three of us. I mean, all our extended people. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty sure everybody will will say yes to everything I say right now. So there. <laughs> that's pretty much. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. No Thank crying. You. Okay. No crying. <laughs> All right. So okay. So let's get let's get to a break yeah. and then we'll come right back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're listening in to the Healthcare Biz Brokers Podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Have you thought about selling your healthcare business? Are you interested in learning what your business may be worth? Call us at 888-736-2911 or email at info at healthcarebizbrokers.com to talk with one of our dedicated team members to learn more about how healthcare biz brokers can bring value to you. Make sure that you check out our website at healthcarebizbrokers.com to get more information. All right, and we are back. Mary, right. let's Welcome go to back. the next section, please. Right. So this part of our podcast is a part where we ask our guest, right now it's um, the boss, <laughs> Ralph Santos, um, to you know, give us 
you know, maybe like a recommendation based on your field about mm -hmm. the best practice. Like what, what is like, like some kind of a secret sauce, you know? The secret sauce. Yeah. Well, give it. us one. I'm pretty sure there's a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah. give us one of the secret sauce that you think would benefit health, um, healthcare businesses right now. Perfect. Um, so I think that what I want to share with, with our listeners would be, um, it would, it would, it would, Definitely, definitely uh, help our buyers, and it, yes, it will help our, our current owners and sellers. Uh, and so, if you can envision three circles and they intersect, in, 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 in the middle of the intersection of these circles is you, whether you're the, the incoming buyer or whether you're the current operator owner. And so, I, you have three circles, and each, circles, each circle will be what I call my network. And so I kind of alluded to this already, what, the information we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So my first circle, my first circle will be my power team. So we've kind of alluded to this. And this is where I'm going to, to bring together those people that I've met in my lifetime that I know can bring value to my team. Again, my accountants, my lawyers, my consultants, my brokers, anyone who can bring value mm -hmm. to my team. Uh, that's my, my, first, my first circle, I would say, right? Um, my second circle. My second circle is going to be my referral sources. And people are going to be asking me, why, are you going to, why do you make that one of your, your circles right now? And I'll tell you, this is, so most, when I talk to, to my clients for the very first time, that's one of the first questions I ask, especially my buyers. Why? Because as a past owner, I know for a fact, right, that if you don't have referrals, you're not going to have a revenue stream. If you don't have a revenue stream, that means the lifeline to your agency is going to be cut off. So you, you need to kind of start embedding yourself. Either you start looking for referral sources or you start finding marketers that are going to get you referral sources, but finding some way or some mechanism. In other words, don't buy a healthcare business opportunity without thinking, two, three, four, five times about where you're going to get your patients from. Because if you do it, it's kind of like putting the, the horse behind or in front of the, the, uh, behind the cart. That's going to be an issue for you later on. And that's when you're going, to, you're going to call me, Ralph, I'm having issues with my company. So we want to prevent that. A lot of it's prevention. My third circle, my third circle is going to be my clinical team. So starting to, to reach out, whether it's through actively engaging people on, on, on one of the, uh, the, the, the HR platforms online or whether it's finding those circle of friends who are in RNs and who are LVNs and who are, 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 are physical therapists and, and CNAs and LVNs and you know, respiratory therapists, caregivers, finding, finding your team. And the reason I say this, Mary, is because oftentimes what happens is the buyers come in and they're looking for what's called a turnkey business. A turnkey business meaning they just grab a key, they open it, they turn on the car, and it runs, right? But that's not the case in, in many instances. So what I want my, our listeners to understand is, is come in with your power team. Come in with your referral sources. Come in with your clinical team. And whatever is on the table that the seller's giving you is going to be what I call icing on the cake. But, but understand that you need to have your resources in place uh, because that's going to make the transition flow that much, much 
easier for you and it, it's going to it's going to give you a step ahead it'll put you a step ahead uh, rather than finding yourself two or three steps behind when it comes to transition I would say that would be my my best practice to share on this episode with our with our listeners. Thank you so much for that. I do have a follow up question on that though. Mm-hmm. Just in case I have one missing on those three mm-hmm. um, components, how would it affect me? How would it? You know, ideally we have. So let me let me step back. A lot of clients come in and they have none of those. Mm-hmm. At their as far as their arsenal, we have quite a number of them. They they have. They don't have an accountant who does um, that specific healthcare model. They don't have a referral source for that specific healthcare model, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't have any, you know, RNs or LVNs or what or caregivers, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and they find their way. So I'm not saying it's impossible. You stay, uh, the vast majority do it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is take this piece of advice and use it for uh, as as as, um, as a way to to get ahead of the transaction. Um, one, one thing that I tell my clients a lot is like, let's say, um, my cliff mm-hmm. buyers, my congregate buyers, they'll, and this, this is a common question. Hey, Ralph, how am I going to get patients? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you know what? It varies by geographic area and it also varies by hospitals and who, you know, right now, COVID's going to stop this. But normally I would say you become a marketer first, right. start finding those congregates in the area. And you start marketing for those congregates. See how easy or how hard it would be. I also tell them, start reaching out. Find those marketers and see, you know, how they market, what are their rates like, you know, how would it function with you. If you start, um, the, the next thing I tell them is reach out to doctors and discharge planners and ask them, you know what, my name's Ralph. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at buying a, a congregate home in the next few uh, months. If I buy it and it's going to be in this location, do you think... Um, you would be able to work with me uh, as far as referral sources. So it's kind of reaching out there and, and, and making sure, Mary, that you don't become an island. And that's, if I can say, that's the reason for this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Because if you become an island and you don't either, you don't share or no one shares with you, right? right? Then you're going to be behind, behind the power curve every single time. But if you align yourself with other people in the industry, then hopefully with best practices on like on this podcast or any information that we share on this podcast, you'll be one or two or three or many steps ahead of the curve. That is perfect. Anybody who is listening to this, please listen to the part where he shares us the best practices and definitely it would make a huge difference and the way you deal with your businesses, how you started up, how how you move forward with your business. So, sir, boss, <laughs> yes, Mary. boss Ralph, thank you so much for having us. I know it, I took a while of your time. Um, we have come to that time and the time has gone it's, way too fast. It has. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope that our listeners out there did learn something and enjoyed this podcast as well. So I welcome everybody to please co- go ahead and come see us again for our next podcast. Join us with our journey of education and of sharing knowledge that benefits our entire healthcare business community. And I would also like to take this opportunity to ask our listeners to reach out to us. If you feel in any way that you are an expert in such topics or, or if you're interested to, you know, give us, give us some, 
some feedbacks or anything mm -hmm. about yes. your, your field, go ahead and call us. Give us an, send us an email at um, info at healthcarebizbrokers.com. Again, that's info at healthcarebizbrokers.com. Or call us at 888-736-2911. That is our number, 888-376-2911. And we would love to have you in one of our podcasts. Maybe, you know, other listeners would would learn something from you something that um you know a secret sauce that you could share with us you know something like that that'd be great mm -hmm. yes Mary. and also right now we would also like to thank some of our um the associations that have helped us throughout the years such as the california association for health services at home la casa the california association of business brokers cab and the international business brokers association or ibba um these agencies have helped us you know, gather information and legit answers to your questions. If you have any, we would love to have your questions, by the way. Go ahead and send us your questions through email or give us a call and say, hey, you know what? I want you to answer this kind of question in your podcast and maybe we can help you out and we'll give you answers from here. Again, also, to would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontliners, our healthcare workers. Thank you. You are the warriors of today's war. This, um, this pandemic has affected the entire world. And the fact that you nurses, the therapists, the doctors, janitors, you know, people from um, the grocery right now, yes. you know, those, those in hospital rooms, those in, in their homes and facilities who are still working, caregivers. I've, I've seen a lot still working right now, you know. God has given you the power and the knowledge to do what you are doing now. And it is actually a gift to all humanity. So your courage is truly heroic. And we are blessed to have our frontline health workers. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And with this, we say thank you for spending your time with us. We can't wait to have you with us on our next podcast. I hope to find out if you guys are listening. And please send us some feedback. If you, there's anything you want to share with us, go ahead and send us again through email or call us directly. So with that, please be safe. Stay healthy, everybody. And again, thank you. This is Healthcare Biz Brokers. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you check out our website at healthcarebizbrokers.com and get more information. And see you next time as we discuss all things healthcare business. Nothing herein constitutes an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities, nor does it constitute an endorsement with respect to any investment area or vehicle. Certain information and opinions included in this podcast and certain information and opinions used to form beliefs included in this podcast have been obtained from third-party sources believed to be accurate and appropriate for consideration, but have not been independently verified by healthcare biz brokers.